When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hello there, audio listeners. Greg here. I hope you enjoy this free little segment of Strange Sauna. Strange Sauna is a side program that I'm doing on the side here. Still connected to the Pardon My American broadcast. If you like the content in this segment and you want to hear more, go check out the full episodes only on Patreon at patreon.com slash pardonmyamerican. Okay, sayonara. People are strange. strange. Is that strange? That is strange. Strange. That is strange. Well, On Thursday, December 1st, 2022, Kanye West was suspended from Twitter. Media reported that the suspension came after West posted a picture of a swastika inside of a Star of David. Elon Musk stated that this violated Twitter's rules for inciting violence. Tisk, tisk, tisk. However, internet sleuths quickly pointed out that the picture Kanye posted wasn't just a Star of David with a swastika inside of it. It was the symbol of a religious UFO cult, a sex cult, by the way, called the International Raelian Movement. So why would Elon suspend Kanye's account over a religious symbol? I have my theories, but I'm telling you, this this brings in so many different ideas. When I read through this topic, I'm so excited to talk to you about I mean, we're talking about UBI, universal basic income, the stock market crash, genetically modified foods, nanotechnology and DNA tracking, feminism, veganism, and aliens and the new world religion. This is going to get weird, folks. Let's dive into it. So who are the Raelians? Huh? Who are these guys? These, uh, well, you could call them weirdos, but then you'd be calling a lot of religious people weirdos. They just have their own religious beliefs here, but they really just tie in the Bible with an alien twist. That's really the best way to describe them in a sentence. But I found out a lot of information on these guys, and whew, it gets interesting real quick. The International Raelian Movement, also known as Raelism, was founded in the 1970s by Claude Vaurion a.k.a. Réel, oui, oui, mm. Frenchman. They claim to have tens of thousands of members with the majority based in French-speaking areas. And there's very little represented in the United States, by the way. I was looking at uh, becoming a member. Psych! Uh, Realism has been described as the largest UFO religion in existence. The biggest ever! Raelians describe their belief system as a, quote, scientific religion where, quote, science is our religion, religious is our science. Now, how scary is that after this two years of 
what we see the science do, right? What has science really become in the last couple of years? Uh, tyranny? Mandated? Ooh. So you have a religion that is trusting the science. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. They believe that humanity was created by extraterrestrials. Okay? Using advanced technology, i.e. cloning, and therefore disbelieve in evolution. However, these aren't any regular old ETs that created us. Realism refers to the aliens as actual Elohim. You know, the Elohim from the Bible. They believe that the Elohim planted all life on Earth 25,000 years ago through scientific processes. The Elohim were likewise created by another race, and one day humanity will do the same on some other planet. Now, this first, when I've read this, this reminded me of Prometheus, the intro to Prometheus, where you had the alien race kind of seeding Earth with one of their members going down and sacrificing themselves, getting their DNA into the water, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, chabella. But if you look at what, what they're trying to say here as far as one day humanity will seed another planet... Is that why Elon Musk is so obsessed with Mars? Now, I'm just wondering here because, you know, we're, we're trying to tie in Kanye's last tweet, which was a picture of this Raelian movement. And why did Elon Musk ban him? Hmm. Just think that in the back of your head there, you know, the whole time we're kind of going through this. Raelians believe that the Elohim have been historically mistaken as gods. They claim that throughout history, the Elohim have created 40 Elohim-human hybrids who have served as prophets and are preparing humanity for the news about their origins. Oh boy, I can't wait. Among those considered prophets are Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, and Rael, himself being the 40th and final prophet. Who is Rael? Who is this guy? And boy, oh boy, is he an interesting character, let me tell you. Claude Vaurion, also known as Rael, founded the racing car magazine Autopop, and he worked as a test driver for such vehicles in 1973. He also is a really crappy singer. Asian Raelian, you are in my heart, in my heart forever. I love you, I love you, I love you. However, on November 1973, a new French law banned speeding on the highway, ending his work as a test driver. Autopop ceased publication in September 1994. Rio claims that he had an alien encounter on December 13, 1973, when he was walking along a dormant volcano in France. He alleges that these aliens gave him the honorific name of Rael, a term derived from Israel. I've also seen other uh, definitions of Rael as the combination of Ra and El. So R-A, which is the sun god. L-E-L -E is another term for God. In fact, if you listen to Isaac Weishaupt, he had this series on Stranger Things and number 11, the girl with the superpowers. Um, I think they gave her the nickname of L. Hmm. So it's like a god here, right? But I do have a video for you. And this kind of sums up exactly 
who Rayel really is. All right, so let's let's take a listen to this. Boylan used to be a sports writer, one of the many following the motor racing circuit around Europe. But then, eight years ago, something happened, something that would change his life forever. I was in this volcanic crater in the central plain in France, and I saw this light in the sky. Looks like Jesus, doesn't he? Blinding light. Then there was this machine, silver and shaped like a bell with a convex bottom. It came down very slowly and stopped about 30 meters from me. At the time, I thought it must be a flying saucer, you know, the kind we read about in the newspapers, and that it would leave the same way it had appeared. And I thought that I would just tell my journalist friends about it and they wouldn't believe me, They'd just laugh at me. But then a trap door opened at the bottom and I saw two feet, and then two legs, and then a small man, about one meter forty, came out slowly and walked towards me. That was the most intense moment. No kidding. These drawings by Aurelian artist illustrate this strange story. The ship was manned by the Elohim, a race from a distant planet who, as part of an exotic experiment, had created mankind in its own image millions of years ago. The Elohim went on to say that he was Vorilon's true father and gave him a new name, Ra'el, the messenger. Did they give you a mission to accomplish in the world? Yes, the mission is the one that I'm doing now. That is to bring revelation, to bring light to all men who used to believe. To bring light? Either that they were created by a material god. Who brings light, people? Lucifer? The light bringer? Uh-oh. Or else that life was born by chance from a drop of water. Then the fish came, monkeys, and finally man. But in fact, we are created by people like us. We were created in the laboratory by genetic manipulation, just as we are able to do now. My mission in life is to build an embassy where we'll be able to welcome them, mm. where there will be diplomatic immunity, where we'll be able to greet them on Earth. I'm told that you're the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Of course it's but true. How can that be? He says, well, look at me. Same father. <laughs> because Jesus was the son of an extraterrestrial and a woman from Earth. And about 35 years ago, they chose a woman on Earth, and with her, they had a child. Look at that large pendant on his chest. My goodness. Bling, bling, sir. And I'm that child today. There's some among us now on Earth. No, they're observing us. They're permanently observing us, but they're not among us on Earth. Not at the moment. Well, why don't they just come down now to prove their existence? Just imagine if they came down to any center on Earth. There would be an indescribable panic. But what about just for our camera? For your cameras, it'll happen in the embassy where all of the press from the world will be invited, including you. For Can't wait. the most important event in the history of mankind. Humanity will finally meet its creators. Oh boy. What do you think, people? You'll finally get to meet who created you. But isn't that fitting, though? It fits right into this, uh, if you look at Tim Alberino, the apotheotheism, the belief that man is God. Who did he say created us? The human race. The Elohim are humans, they said. 
Ay, 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 ay. It ties so much stuff together, and I think that this is going to be something that they try to push for that one world religion. It would make sense. Um, so, Rael, Rael, he stated that the Elohim asked him to return the next day and to bring a Bible with him. So this is after they, uh, the alien came down and, and told him what to do, right? He had that encounter on December 13th. And the next day, they said, return with a Bible. Rael did so, and over the course of six days, the Elohim explained to him the true meaning of its contents, thus revealing more about the Elohim's involvement in human history. Now, here's another thing. Um, he was visited again, okay? In his 1976 book, The Extraterrestrials Took Me to Their Planet, Rael added that he was contacted by the Elohim again on the 7th of October, 1975, when they took him aboard their spaceship and transported him to their home planet. Here, he was offered six biological robot women to have sex with. He said that the Elohim created his clone and that he was taught the techniques of sensual meditation. My goodness. Calm yourself, sir. This guy is a uh, warm-blooded man, isn't he? Sex robots? It made me think of um, Austin Powers immediately. How could it not? You know, the sex bots. Um, I have another video. This is from Yahoo News. They're, they're kind of uh, making pun of this, right? But they, they kind of describe and give you some illustrations of the second coming. Oh, boy, if you want to call it that. <laughs> All right, uh, let's cue this up for you guys. What's the deal? What was Claude kind of teaching everyone about super beings? So Claude Vorion basically got the Bible and then added an alien twist. So instead of there being an all-seeing God, there's a bunch of aliens called the Elohim. And uh, they would occasionally come down to Earth and a messiah would be born. So hmm. Claude was apparently the brother of Jesus, Muhammad and Buddha. Okay. When they visited <laughs> him the second time in a UFO, they apparently took them back to his planet, which was gorgeous, and he got to... Uh, sex a time. Have sex with some aliens. Oh, yeah. Of his, that were made in a sex robot making machine. So, Hell yes. You know, so much like Christianity. <laughs> So, Christianity, but with aliens. I'm sold. He's sold. This guy loves it. He digs it. And the Australian accent just gives it that, that twist. Lovely, mate. You gonna make me some sex sports? Keep me in. Let's do this. Cranky. Alrighty. Yeah, so back to this. Rael has been... Oh. <laughs> now this gets creepy, everybody. Rael has been married and divorced three times. His third marriage was the most controversial. And you know why? Because the girl was 16 years old. Yeah, his third wife was only 16 when they wed. Rael's entourage consists of Sophie, a ballet dancer Rael married when she was 16. Imagine being indoctrinated. Imagine if that was your 16-year-old daughter. Like, hey, yeah, uh, I'm going to go marry and have sex with this 40-year-old dude who says that he's the next messiah? <laughs> okay, mom. See you next Thanksgiving. Oh. Creeper. 
Now, some other things about Rael. He supports the market crashing and the bringing in of something else, right? And that something else is a one world order. He likes the cashless society, but he thinks that the first step to doing all of this is the market crash. Now, we've talked about the market crashing and how that would be a good thing because the bad guys have the money. They own the money, the petrodollar. And how do we take care of that? How do we get rid of their power, right? But this is a little different because he's talking about one world orders and all this shit. So Rayel believes humanity is slowly transitioning into a society where humans will not need to work or have jobs. No one has to work. This is due to the human technological advancement and because humans, quote, are not made to work. That was his quote. He has stated that work is for machines, whereas humans are made to create, think, and enrich themselves. We need a new model of society if we want humanity to survive. Paradism. Paradism is about creating a new society without work. Why ask for more jobs when what we really want is more time, more freedom and more fun? Most of the work, and soon all of the work human beings do, can be done better, faster, and at a far lesser cost by machines and robots. Robots already produce cars worldwide with very little human labor. It could soon be completely automated. The same is also true for food. Vegetables produced on farms will be harvested by robots. With the technology that already exists, paradism is about creating a society without money. As all human needs are progressively handled by computers and robots, and all products are made abundant, there will be no need for money. Machines that can manufacture any object of any shape are already in existence. Today, these machines could provide everyone with all the necessities and luxury items in almost no time, at almost no cost. Soon everything from a spanner to a sports car can be made on demand, on location, and for free. Paradism will not let the technology benefit just a small group of people. The resources, the knowledge, and the technology will not be owned by private interests. They will belong to the whole community. The machines and robots won't need to be paid for their work and the resources they need. Everything they do, everything they produce, can be free. Paradism will make the development of nanotechnology one of its highest priorities. Nanoreplicators or nanobots will be designed to assemble anything atom by atom. Using the materials they extract directly from the ground, they will be able to replicate any object, including our food, and make dishes to the recipes of our choice. Now, I mean, this just makes me think of universal basic income. It also reminded me of the movie Bliss that I just watched with Selma Hayek and uh, Owen Wilson. I was going to say what's his nose, but a little on the money there because he has a crooked nose. So, but that's essentially the, the motive of that movie is, uh, you know, plot spoiler, but they create this bliss 
society, this utopia where no one has to work and everybody's thinking, you know, they're creating things, inventions. There's no struggle in the world. And so Selma Hayek creates the struggle world where you can plug yourself into. It's like the reverse matrix, right? Where you'd plug yourself into the world that's crummy just so you have something to experience. So here is Rayel talking about the economy crashing. And it's so wonderful to watch that. All the stock market going down. All the billionaires losing their money. Ah, uh, oui, oui. And this gold, golden god, is dying. Oh. And all the world will try to escape with a new currency. And what will happen if everybody loses confidence in this god, which doesn't exist? Jacques Lebleu. Everybody sell it at the same time. Then it will be worth for a while maybe 10% of its value. That's why there is panic everywhere in the world now, because this god is disappearing. But the world, the ideal world of the Elohim, which is coming, is very close. Very close, people. Except that there is no proletariat. There is no working class. There is only one class on the earth, enlightening mind. Because when you don't have money, you don't have to work. Everything is done by computers. Everything is done by robots, by nanobots. And then what, what do you do? You are happy. You just do things you like. Uh -huh. And you do the only thing we are good at. Raise our consciousness. The only thing we're good Try at. to be. What is the necessity of having people around you? How do you deal with them? How do you communicate? How do you interact with other people? With love. Mm, oui, oui. And then the teaching of, uh, of a Buddha, which is the, the value of a man is not what he is able to take, but what he is able to give. Take his full signification. Imagine this planet when 6.5 billion people wake up every morning, they have, don't have to think, how can we make money? How can I get money to put food on my table? How can I make somebody happy and how? <laughs> this world is completely different. And it's coming very, very soon, thanks to the crash of the world economy. Now listen to this. Oh, of course, it will be bumpy, mm. and there will be a lot of homeless people, which is okay. terrible, a lot of pe unemployed people, a lot okay. of starvation. Yes. Oh. But like uh, the birth of a baby is very painful, and there is blood, and it's suffering, but then you have a baby. And the new humanity, the baby humanity, which is about to be born from this suffering, is so beautiful, so fantastic. And nobody will have to work. Okay, you, you hear what he's saying right there, everybody? So beautiful, your suffering is worth it. It's worth it. There's going to be so many homeless people, so many people without money, so many people starving. It'll be worth it, though. Just like when you have a baby, it's bloody, they're suffering. But that beautiful baby. Yeah, what if uh, the, the mother's dead, though? And everybody around it's dead, and you just have a beautiful baby that's sitting there starving. What are you going to do with it? It's the same thing with the economy. Yeah, you're going to tear the whole thing down, and then 
There's not going to be anybody left to take care of it. Hello. This guy is a nut, man. Let me tell you. But he's talking about robots. Robots running the world. And, you know, Elon is making robots, isn't he? He's making those AI bots and the uh, Tesla bots big into the automated world. Am I right? Um, it's obvious that he thinks that the solution is a one-world order. In his primary book entitled The Message Given to Me by Extraterrestrials, Riel states on page 254 that, quote, Humanity must unite to form a world government, as it is written in the first message. Until it becomes possible to abolish money, create a new world currency to replace national currencies. Therein lies the solution to the monetary crisis. Okay, now where have we heard that before? Let's get rid of these currencies from all these countries and create a unified world currency. Is that not the Rockefellers right there? The chip? The RFID chip? Am I right? So Rael also wants to bring in the Golden Age, which is a huge Masonic thing, right? And we've I've talked about Trump calling the golden age is just about to come. We're about to enter a new golden age. Riel states, quote, by improving the level of individual consciousness, we improve the level of consciousness of humanity, and we therefore increase its chances of entering the golden age. What does this sound like? The collective consciousness, the new age, the age of Aquarius, the age of truth, enlightenment, we're all raising our vibrations. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.